Welcome to Podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Just trying to see. Um, my friend sent me this information. Like this little cool kind of meme thing. about Information. Uh, well, it was about Captain Panaka. Okay. I had no clue about that guy. What okay. happened afterwards? I, I I heard something once, like a few years ago. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And I don't even remember what it is now. So like in the one version, uh, like the pre-canon version, uh, he's still like, you know, a confidant to to um, Palpatine. Uh-huh. You know, because he doesn't know anything. Right. So he's the one that tells Palpatine that I think Anakin and uh, and Padme got married. Oh. <laughs> and so and so that's how he gets his information to go ahead and uh you know, start using it against him. Interesting. And so that's not canon anymore. And so I pulled out my what is this called? The Ultimate Star Wars, the new edition. It was <laughs> it was uh printed right Over before right. It was printed right before um before uh, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm trying to see what it says about him here because I read the canon version of him now and I was like, that's not any better. <laughs> like they changed the fact he doesn't he doesn't rat on them. Well, look, Rick Oli. Is it Oli or Ollie? I honestly don't know. I've heard like everything. Okay, so here we go. Ready? Quarsh mm-hmm. Panaka. Okay. The brave and resourceful Quarsh Panaka. He sees uh, action fighting pirates in the homeworld space sector. That's where he first sees. He goes becomes captain of, uh, captain of Queen Amidala's security forces. We all know that. The Trade Federation thing happens. Um, Panaka continues to serve Amidala throughout her reign. The relationship becomes strained after they disagree again over the level of defenses for Naboo. He retires when Queen Amidala's sovereignty 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 reigns. Or ends. So then, after <laughs> Governor Bibble retires, Governor Bibble, awesome. <laughs> the Empire makes Panaka a moth, and he quickly implements change on Naboo. So he's he's a uh, moth Panaka. So years later, he hosts Princess Leia Organa, and suspects she's related to Padme. Before he can convey his theory to Palpatine. He's assassinated by Sagarera, who unwittingly helps keep Leia's uh, parentage secret. Um. Okay, I have any questions about this, sir? For starters, um, what tipped him off that? Oh, hey, this Leia, this Leia person, she's. I think she's related to Padme. Like, what? Just like they look I similar. I don't like... know. I think this happened in the Leia novel. And uh, I'm sure our our listeners, if any of them read it, they can let me know. So I'm not sure particularly what happened. Hmm. Um, but, I, you know, this just tells me I should read this book more. Because I have... <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I have no <laughs> idea half the stuff happens with these people. <laughs> so so everyone's favorite, Rick Ollie, right? Or is it Ollie? Oh. Rick Ollie? It's one of them. <laughs> okay. So I don't even know how this happens or where th- this was written. Like, where did this piece of canon come into play, right? Okay. So, what do you think happens to him? Like, the last we saw, he is on a ship, right? Right. So, he pilots an N1 starfighter leading Bravo Squadron's assault on the Federation battleship. So, so sadly, he sustains an inner ear wound in the battle that afterward causes him pain whenever he leaves Naboo's atmosphere. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's uh uh what's that what's his word? Um, I, I'm drawing a blank right now. But like, uh, when when you're uh you're restricted to being home. Kinda. I mean, or or he has what's that called? Uh, when you can't rise out of the dive because of your equilibrium or your balance, or whatever. Right. He's he's got like that, so he can't leave the planet. 
Like home electronic monitoring. I think that's what I'm thinking of. So he's got that going on right now. Yeah. Huh. yeah. So who who so who made that happen? Like why why did that why did we even need to learn that about him? I don't know, but I feel like somehow we need to blame Newt Gunray for it. Think so? Let's take a look at Newt Gunray, what he did. <laughs> Let's see here. Which, by the way, I, while you're looking that up, Gunray, yes. I, saying, I think we need to get Jesse, our technical consultant, uh, to let us know how to properly say that man's name. Okay, you here? Yes. Jesse's online? No, oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying, oh. like, when he listens to it. Okay, I'm sure he'll let us know. Oh, well, this is boring. <laughs> uh, while hiding on, on Mustafar, he's killed by the Earth Vader. There you go. That's it. Nothing much more exciting other than he, uh, there was apparently four trials. Gunray is found not guilty during the fourth Republic trial on the invasion of Naboo. Now, that might make an interesting, uh, you know, TV series, like Law and Order type of deal. Yep. I would say like a political courtroom drama kind of. Yep, just thing. about the invasion of Naboo. <laughs> just to get people angry. That's the name. That's the name of the show, Courtrooms of Naboo. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's like Judge Judy style. Dun, dun. With a gun oh, as Judge, Judge Judy, that would be great. Looks like with a gun as the judge. Yeah. Boss Nass as the judge. There you go. You sir out of order. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Let I mean supply you five thousand what I don't know what their money is. Credits. I will go with that. Republic credits. That is now. I mean, that was canon. They've got Ben Quadraneros. He was uh, eventually billed as Sebulba's greatest rival. Clegg Holdfast. Um, uh, I don't know what happened. So, all of this is making me want to get a book that is called Star Wars colon Where Are They Now? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. I mean, Lab of Valorum. Like, read it. Ready? Valorum? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The last they have of him is basically during the episode of the Clone Wars where uh, right. they tell him about, about Sifo Diaz and all that stuff. Bib Fortuna, they're already going to have to fix this. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Boba Fett, they're going to have to fix that. Yep. They're going to fix a lot of stuff. <laughs> So okay, that's the ultimate star. Is that the one? Um, is is that the one Pablo Hidalgo does, or is it somebody else? Pablo Hidalgo does the complete visual dictionary. So there's that one. He did right. that most recently, and that's pretty much that's pretty much everything from just the movies. Right. Then there's the visual encyclopedia that came out about a year and a half, and that's pretty good. That has like timelines and organizations and different vehicles and ships. Um, I like that one, history and all yeah. that. So this one though is the one that actually starts to blend the stuff from comics, the stuff from, uh, it has the stuff from comics, it has the stuff from, you know, the books. They don't necessarily show all that stuff, but like, for example, let me see here. Where would she be? Um, can't tell if I'm in the ballot. I'm, I can't tell if I'm in, okay, hold on. Mace Windu. I'm looking for, what's her name? Uh, the librarian lady. Uh, Jocasta, Jocasta New. New. Okay. Yep. So this has Jocasta New. Um, he nearly kills New, but Darth Vader arrives and stops him. They're talking about uh, the Grand Inquisitor, uh, which leads to a fight between them and gives Jocasta New the chance to erase the archives. New tries to escape, but is captured by Vader. He realizes that the holocron could be used by Darth Sidious to replace him, so he destroys it and kills Jocasta New as well. Years later, New's hidden base is found by the Skeletor who's building his own Jedi Order. That takes place in the comic books, in a, in a Darth Vader comic book. And them saying, you know, Luke Skywalker, who's building a new order, all that, does, because I don't know the time frame, is that including Baby Yoda, Grogu, or no? No. Uh, okay. This one, I think, is when, this is when he and Lars Santec are out there looking for stuff. Ah, he, yeah. He, fi- okay. he finds her, you know, just like in the comics, you know, Luke has a, a yellow lightsaber right now. In between Empire and Jedi, he has a, a yellow lightsaber. You know, I've heard that before. 
And he found it like because he he kind of is starting to search about the Jedi Order. Yeah. So he finds some relics, and that's what he's using. And I think it's one of the uh, Inquisitors, not the Inquisitors, but the Jedi Temple Guards. Well, I was gonna say yellow is what the guards used to use because I I remember that was the whole conversation for like years ago, um, when the orange lightsaber thing was coming up. But it was yellow that went to the guards, and then orange to this point still hasn't actually been in canon yet, right? Which one? The yellow lightsaber? No, orange lightsabers. I'm like those aren't actually anywhere in canon. It might be somewhere. It might be somewhere, especially with uh, High Republic coming out. Which, by the way, I, I just saw earlier today the, the trailer for that that they released. Did you see that? No, I didn't. It, 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 was, did? it was pretty cool. I mean, it was just like a you know a minute and a half of some images and some voiceover. It was pretty neat. Um, I mean, nothing too, you know, not, not a big revelation for anything, but enjoyable and, and kind of exciting. Um, I think the, the main news to kind of come from it today, I don't even know if this doesn't even really count because it's not the High Republic. But um, they did say that Star Wars Visions is going to be coming to Disney Plus this year. Now, that could be December, which is a long ways away, but it is coming this year. I don't think it'll be December. I mean, I don't think so, but it just said coming 2021, so I don't think it's going to be anytime soon either. I think I think we'll end up getting uh, a person. I think we'll end up getting Visions and... Uh... Bad Batch before, obviously. Um, Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, and I think we'll probably get Bad Batch first. I mean, it'd be great if they were spaced out evenly, so like we could get Bad Batch in like March Tim. and April. Do you see what's happening, Tim? I'm, getting I'm gonna, picky I'm gonna, about I'm, content. No, I'm gonna. Well, maybe <laughs> a little bit. You might be. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go away real quick from from Star Wars and just say that January 15th we're getting WandaVision nine episodes right when that's done then we get uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier like immediately like next week I mean that is pretty I, cool and if you're a fan of all that stuff I know you're a fan of that it's not your favorite uh, but I don't mean like you hate it I just mean Star Wars is your favorite obviously Star Wars is my favorite too right. It's probably like my like as far as fan things go, is probably like, you know, I mean it's top five, but maybe like you know three or four. Like I really enjoy it, like you said, but I'm not as enthusiastically into it as other people are. Like right now, okay. Yeah. Oh, man. See, here's what here's what's interesting. I, I I need to I need to find something that that's tops for you. So for me, if uh, and this is this doesn't mean anything, but if Season three of Mandalorian starts that day, right? Starts, you know, let's say 2022, whatever. Okay. And the same day is the prequel, the first episode of the Game of Thrones prequel. Right. And you can only watch one that day. I'm going to watch Game of Thrones. (laughs) Yeah. All and right. Watch it. <laughs> yep. And the next day, I watch Mandalorian. All right. But then, but then, if you said the if the Obi Wan series was that day, I'd watch Obi Wan first. Well, um, that's actually something I was going to bring up today too. Is I think the uh, the rumor is that uh, that started filming today. Yes. In I, I guess it's in Boston, England, right? Yes. Uh huh. That's what I heard so, to say, anyways. So, uh, you never know, of course, the schedule for this sort of thing, but I do just want to acknowledge the potential that, in theory, I mean, I don't know how likely it is, but we may have had actual filming of Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen on screen today. Does anybody know where uh, Rosario Dawson is? I mean... Well, here, okay. Look, if if she if Ahsoka is in that in a flashback like to Clone Wars era, do you think it is Rosario Dawson or is it somebody else? Like like a no, you I know? Don't you can, I don't think you can add another person. I think you, you uh, man, that is kind of weird. I'm like, if it's a flashback to her Clone Wars era where she's basically a teenager for most of it, it would be kind of weird to have Rosario Dawson doing it. Unless, I mean, can't you de-age them? Yeah, but isn't that a lot of work? We can just for a flashback I don't know. scene. 
I don't know. They have Rosario Dawson out as a as a young looking teenager in movies. She's been doing movies for a while. I can't remember her name right now, but I saw um as far as fan casting goes for uh, a younger Ahsoka, like if this type of thing happens. Um, and again, I cannot remember her name, but she was in Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, oh, Zendaya. No, not her. Uh, <laughs> the other, like like the the. Uh, oh, the I girl. know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, the one Peter was initially interested in through the oh the daughter Michael Keaton's daughter. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, her. And I'm like, you know. You can work that. Like I can see something like that happening, and uh, for a flashback scene, it's relatively minor. Um, you know, maybe no close-ups or whatever, and it can work. I think it would work. I mean, look at this point, I'm just psyched about the idea of there being some sort of Clone Wars era flashback with them. Uh, did you see the description of what was shown for the Kenobi part of the investors meeting? I did. Okay. I did him sitting on a spoilers. Him sitting on a throne and uh, them fighting again. And what else was it? Uh, I, I, I think just the conversation, like for the art, yeah. Oh, them, uh, uh, a Jedi, I just said a Jedi uh, defending some younglings against Vader. Uh, and then just conversation about this being like a really dark time and that the, the two of them clashing again and all that. So it's going to be good. Like it's going to be really good. There's been so much excitement and hype for this for so long. And it, again, it's kind of insane to, to realize that it's actually real right now because, again, it started today. Like, the actual filming started today. Um, so there's, like, almost... I mean, you, you can scrap it, but there's almost no turning back at this point. Um, so... Sorry, I just had flashbacks to Josh Trank. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's just really cool. And the fans have been wanting, wanting for so long. And I think it's in really good hands. I mean, Deborah Chow has been amazing with her Mandalorian stuff. I thought... It was fantastic what she did with her episode. And um, the talent, we know, is there, of course, with Ian McGregor and Andy Christensen. Um, and whoever else is going to be. I just I trust it. I trust that this is going to be a great thing. And I know it's a little bit away before it comes to the Disney Plus screen in front of my eyes. But I am still really excited about it. Because, I mean, ever since Disney bought Lucasfilm, uh, especially starting in like 2013, 2014, in that range, um, we've pretty consistently had something new in the works coming for us that we could be excited about and you can kind of get hyped for. I got the ultimate thing you could be excited for. And that is? Did you see the rumor, and this guy's pretty good, did you see the rumor of who is playing Thrawn? No. Who said oh, it? Oh, you didn't, Tim. I, I mean, in my head, it's still uh, uh, Lars Mikkelsen, but... I believe it was Daniel RPK who said this. Okay. Right, he's pretty somewhat accurate, right? I, You know, I honestly see mixed things about him, but as far as I know, he's not Mike Zero, so that's a good start. Well, Tim, this might be the worst casting ever. <laughs> okay. It's somebody from a Marvel movie. Hey, I'll, I'll, we'll narrow it down. You can, you can guess if you want. It's somebody who is in a decent amount of Marvel movies. Okay. <laughs> it's a person who was in Avengers Endgame. Well, to be fair, that's a lot of people. This person was also in the first Avengers movie. Okay, I've I've been I've had a couple people in my mind as you've been saying this, and I think that narrows it down to one potential person. But go on. Go ahead. Tell me who your one potential person is. Wait, wait. You said yeah, he was in, he was in Endgame. I think. Wait, no, he wasn't. No, then was you're he? way off. This person was also in a series of movies where he played the title character in in Marvel. Okay, yeah, that's not who I was thinking. This person was in the first Marvel Studios movie. I'm growing increasingly concerned here. This person goes by three initials. Like? This person was in Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> uh, huh. Well. Um, How do you like them apples? I, uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not Matt uh, Damon. 
Um, huh. So what do you think of Robert Downey Jr. being Thrawn? Um, I feel like my brain would not be capable of processing this. He's too big. Okay, well, A, he's too big. B, Thrawn and Robert Downey Jr. both are really good at being cool, but in an entirely different way. I mean, cool and calm versus cool guy. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm, I look, I'm not... I, he, he, I'm sure he's a great actor. The biggest thing that we all know him for right now is, of course, the Tony Stark Iron Man thing. I know he does done other things, and he can be a great actor. Cool. But, like, bro, especially... I like uh, uh, whose decision was that? <laughs> I don't know, man. And did he say like what this would be in like the Ahsoka series or Mandalorian or something else? Um, I don't know. It doesn't yeah, say. I just want to make sure that that first thing I did when I googled it, I it, it was it was Drew that told me this from him. But then first thing I do when I Google it is I see uh geeks and gamers and i don't believe anything they say let me see yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to look it up myself right now daniel Rick, richmond richmond <clears throat> let's see here i don't see it it's probably in uh did you look in in uh what's it called what's up it's called uh reddit i didn't see it there Oh, was this today? Yeah. Oh. Okay, hold on. Let me look at it real quick. Honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it's not there. But let's see. Okay. He does a lot of uh he does a lot of stuff behind the scenes, like Patreon type stuff. Yeah. Uh okay, there's a rumors thread. Let's pull that up. Cuz otherwise it nothing has been posted today about it. Uh, okay, yes, it is under the rumors thread. Uh, you see it? I'm going through some comments and discussion about it, trying to see if I can find more. Um, all I can see so far, uh, the only comment so far I've seen is that somebody's saying he heard that Robert Downey Jr. is going to play live-action Thrawn. It's a sentence I really hate myself for saying. Um, and the response, one of the responses is, not impossible. He says Mel Gibson saved his life. He probably credits Favreau for taking a chance on him when nobody else would. Personally, I think that's digging a little too deep trying to find a reason for him to be involved with this. If he is, but okay, you never know. Some stuff like that happens, I guess. Um So he's just he's just speculating because of his connection to Favreau? Via or I guess his opinion of Favreau because of Mel Gibson, is what he's saying. Okay, I need to read this one. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's just a regular person. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting rumor. It'll be fun to revisit at some other, some later time. And it doesn't really make. Well, like somebody else said that the, this uh, the same source, the Daniel RPK, um, is saying that Yoda will be in the Acolyte series, and that Lucasfilm is working on a Luke Skywalker series. This is a comment where somebody said that he heard him saying that. Um. So Yoda mm-hmm. being in the Acolyte series, either one of these things isn't. How do I put this politely? Uh, it's a rumor that any random website could make, and possibly be accurate or claim. Well, that was the, you know, that was what was going to happen at the time. But you know, things change. You know, you assume there's going to be a Luke Skywalker series of some kind, and Yoda can certainly be in the Acolyte because he's alive at the time. Will he? I don't know. But if Yoda's suddenly not in the acolyte, well, you know, he was going to be, but he decided to cut him out. So here's, uh, okay, I, I really don't know what to think about this, because I've seen some people, again, even um, in the comments I was just going through, who's saying that his uh, like reliability is, is has been shaky before. Again, I personally don't know. I haven't checked into it. Um, just reading things, but there is another person here who is a Disney person primarily, like not a Star Wars specifically, but just Disney as a whole. And this person is saying that he also heard the same thing, but that Daniel was able to basically post it or break that faster than him. Huh. Uh, uh, 
think it's a good idea. Uh, it's a good idea. I like him, but the thing is, is that is that as much as I like Robert Downey Jr., I love him as Iron Man. His Sherlock Holmes isn't that different from his Iron Man. Okay, so I'm, I, mean, I don't, I don't know how I didn't even think of this, but something just smacked me in the face. It's Robert Downey Jr. and John Favreau. Right. Like the first two Iron Men. Yeah, and and yeah. happy and all that. Yeah. I didn't even agree, but huh? You you don't think you don't think, do you? I don't know. They are literally like this is his show that he'll be producing with Dave Filoni. If anybody's gonna do it, it's him. I mean, he'll do it for his friend. Okay, and somebody quoted an article. I don't know where this is from, but the quote says. Um, at this time, we believe John Favreau is actively recruiting other big names that would normally be associated with theatrical releases. This seems to solidify our, our understanding that a paradigm shift is occurring in which streaming series are rapidly becoming the marquee form of entertainment with theaters across the globe losing the ability to stay open, blah, 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 blah. And basically, they're trying to shift headlines and stars and stuff to streaming in, in Disney+. Plus. I... <laughs> they're suggesting they're suggesting that he might be in the Ironheart uh Disney Marvel TV show. I mean in the comic book. So so you know how Iron Man has Jarvis? Yeah. In the comic book, she has like an AI Tony Stark. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, you know, he could still be dead, but be in that. And if he goes and does that, well, why wouldn't he do Star Wars? I'm not sure I'd want him for Thrawn, though. It just, like I said, he's kind of the same no matter what he's in. I like him for what he is, but his Doolittle isn't that different from his, you know, uh, uh, Iron Man from his, from his Sherlock Holmes. And trust me, I'm going to be excited yeah. to see Sherlock Holmes, but they're not all that different. Now I just like I'm I had to take take a step back and, and just like think about this. I'm like, hold on. I'm like I, I do not see this happening. Like like I know they have a connection and like maybe he'll be involved with the show somehow doing something. I don't see a blue Robert Downey Jr. being thrown. Like that just doesn't work. The guy who walks around with again, he's blue with the red eyes and the black hair and his white uniform with his hands behind his back and head perfectly straight who just walks around and judges everyone like I, that that's that's just not gonna happen i don't see that right i mean you know you never know are you excited well and here's the other thing when you have lars mickelson available go with him he's not exactly a name character though he doesn't have to be i mean like <laughs> <laughs> I just like, bro. I'm, I'm not like, okay. Where everything I was just saying about trusting Deborah Chow and <laughs> and everything with the Kenobi series and all that, and I mean that. I also have felt the same type of trust and and you know, yeah, for for Baloney and Favreau with this. Um, not gonna lie, if if this had came out to be confirmed news that would be slightly shaken now you know i would give it a shot i'd be like hey let's see it they know something i don't but i'm a little less likely to just blindly think that they're making great decisions if they do this yep i mean like you said i I like it like uh, robert tanny jr is a good actor but like you don't cast every anybody for any role like there are types i understand i would be feeling i would be feeling this way if i were you as well well, okay, okay. Let's just say that they were. Um, uh, I mean, we can't can't quite use Boba Fett because there actually is, you know, a canon reference for him. Um, I don't know. Like, like, who who do you want to see in live action who hasn't yet been in live action? Um, hmm, no one. Okay. Uh, so let's, uh, okay. I wouldn't, about... I wouldn't mind seeing, I wouldn't mind seeing, um, what's that guy's name? I wouldn't mind seeing, well, Cad Bane, but he's got prosthetics. I wouldn't mind seeing, no, nobody really. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that, okay? Cad Bane, right? And yeah. we're going to cast Bobby Moynihan to play him. Oh. Well, I mean, it'll fit physically. Well, I'm like, it's just, it's just not going to work. 
Like, he's fine. Bobby Moynihan, cool. But he's not somebody to play Bane. And Robert Downey Jr., he's not somebody to play Thrawn. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for this way. I am. <laughs> if I had if I had handkerchiefs or napkins or whatever, I well, would dry your eyes. Like I said, I just I genuinely I, I I just I don't see that actually happening. Like it would be far more uh not predictable, but like I I just I think it's far more likely that they eventually announce somebody to be playing Thrawn and it's somebody like Lars Mickelson or somebody else and we go, Oh, okay, yeah, that works. And if they say, Hey, we're casting Robert Downey Jr. or even if we don't know if we just see him show up or whatever, uh I'll still be surprised. Like even knowing this and hearing this a report, whatever you want to say, from I guess more than one person. Uh still and, and they did say in this uh the uh, article that was quoted, um said that nothing has been signed yet. There aren't any contracts or anything like that. It's just more talks at this point. Um, but still, I mean, wouldn't you, if, if he's meeting with Disney Plus people, don't you think it's far more likely that it would be for some sort of MCU flashback or something more could than be, this? Could be for the Ironheart show I was just talking about. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and, and again, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that like you know everything's ruined i'm going to flip tables if they do that. i'm really not i'm just you trying will. i'm trying to see this like the likelihood of it because we've had some weird rumors before and you know you have to try to figure out the likelihood of whatever it is actually happening and the reliability of the material and so far i just i feel like i don't have anything to actually go on yet like, I want to keep an eye on it to see where this goes, but hmm. sorry, Tim. I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe he's gonna be the perfect person for it, and I just don't know it yet. But I guess we'll see what happens. I'm sorry for you. I'm like gonna be reading so much about this. Maybe here's another article. I actually found <laughs> one to read. His casting, right? Huh? His potential casting. I'm, I'm right, right. kind of looking at the internet while we're talking about it. his potential casting as Thrawn is just about a casting as John Cena as Vin Diesel's brother <laughs> for Fast and the Furious the new one. I'm excited I'm, I love the movie but those two do not feel like you know brothers to me and this is, that's my franchise that's my franchise so you know I can see where you're coming from because I, I feel it in other ways. Oh, here, okay. So there's an article, and we got this covered about it. It just got it pulled up. Uh, okay, let's see what they say. Let me run through this. Some skimming. Um, it says that Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. have remained close friends. Um, and that Robert Downey Jr. even had a brief cameo in Chef. And he came close to being the headline in Cowboys and Aliens before he dropped out and Daniel Craig was cast instead. Um, He's currently going on to play. Grand Admiral Thrawn and the Ahsoka TV show. It says it may end up being the Mandalorian or one of its upcoming spinoffs like Ahsoka or oh, Mandalorian. No. Or Who's like it? Who wrote this? Who wrote uh, this? Got Campbell. Uh, we got this covered. Oh, well, they are horrible. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, the sentence here. While nothing is anywhere close to being confirmed as of yet, you could realistically make the argument that Robert Downey Jr. is too famous for The Mandalorian. So far, the show has been light on big stars, and someone of his magnitude turning up in the future would make the suspension of disbelief that little bit harder. Unless, of course, it was the sort of hidden cameo that's seen the likes of Daniel Craig, Tom Hardy, and Carl Urban in Star Wars. Um... Can you imagine if they just like slowly bring in the entire MCU cast into Star Wars? Like Chris Hemsworth plays Luke for the Luke Skywalker series, and Mark Ruffalo is uh, Han between <laughs> Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. I mean, if we're going with this type of casting here that we're talking about with Robert Downey Jr., these the rest of these are very likely. Uh, we have. Elizabeth also well, she'll still be busy, I guess, with uh, uh, WandaVision. Man, I had no idea that this episode would turn into one of my worst uh, nightmares going to become a reality. 
Who would Chris Pratt be? Oh, he he can be like like Chewy. <clears throat> Speaking of which, of a Chris, did you happen to uh, see Wonder Woman? I knew. Um, I was wow. <laughs> I just really I was thinking about doing that on New Year's Day, and I just feel like, oh wait, crap, I missed it. <laughs> I saw it on New Year's Day. I went a uh, really nice theater. It had like a balcony for for twenty one and over and all that. Oh, nice. uh, I really enjoyed it. Like so it, far, it, what I've heard about that movie so far, across the board, everyone has said, I don't know why it was getting so much crap. It's pretty good. So yeah. I haven't I haven't seen anybody giving it crap. I've just seen everybody saying, I don't know why it got so much crap. It's pretty good. So, oh, I've seen a lot of people saying it's the worst movie ever. What? Oh yeah. Oh like, I, god. I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I can guarantee you, George Clooney Batman, it's worse. Yeah, right. Same thing. I, I thought the same thing. They're they're saying it's one of the worst. It's the worst comic book movie ever. Is some of the things that I saw. Okay, and seriously. Somebody said even even worse than Fantastic Four, and they're like, yes. Okay, I I don't know who's saying this, but I will never trust their opinions ever again. Uh, seriously, bet was it Batman Returns? Was that the Clooney one? Um, no, that's the Penguin one. There's there's isn't there there's Batman okay. there's Batman Batman, Batman Returns Batman. Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah, it's Batman and Robin. That was the Clooney one. Um, again, if if this person, if if somebody says that that movie is better than this one, I haven't even seen it, and I know that you are wrong. Right, I agree. I, I mean, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really fun movie. Um, the score is fantastic. I love the score. Uh, the ending has some a little bit of issues. Uh, kind of like the ending of uh, the first Wonder Woman. I wasn't like blown away. I don't. I don't think it sticks to ending, but I think it does enough good throughout the rest of the movie that um, that makes it absolutely worth it. Now, the reason I bring this up is because you know Patty Jenkins obviously is doing um, uh, Rogue Squadron, the movie right. for for Star Wars. And they seem to be she, fairly far along with the story. They do, and she nails like so. In the only two movies I've seen of hers, I've seen you know obviously the first Wonder Woman and this Wonder Woman. She has you know uh, what is it the um, No Man's Land scene in uh, in that one in the first one, which is is fantastic, and then she has the truck chase scene in this one. You've probably seen some of it, bits and pieces of it in trailers. Yeah. Which is amazing in this one. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty confident that that she can make a good action scene. But again, Chris Pine knows the story. She told him. Right. He's excited by it. Would you like to see Chris Pine in a Star Wars? I have seen people talking about that, and at first, okay, my honest reaction at first was, he's a. I think he's a really good actor. I'm cool with that. Wait. He's very charismatic. <laughs> no, I was like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that uh, is that too much of a crossover <laughs> to have Captain uh, well, in Star Wars? <laughs> I don't know. Is having Iron Man in Star Wars too much of a crossover? Anything's possible now. Well, yeah, but Iron Man isn't your rival. Uh, look, Star Trek's never been the rival. I mean, they well, they had so, they had yeah. Sulu. Play a character in Clone Wars. Yeah. There you go. End of story. Bye. <laughs> I know it's not the same thing. But I mean, it's not William Shatner either. No, it's, just, it's new William Shatner. I, I think Chris, I think, and Chris Pine is so good in this movie. Like, he's really good. The chemistry, actually, between him and Gal Gadot is, is fantastic. But I think that he would be a good leading man for, especially if this turns into a franchise. He would make a good pilot. I think he would Rogue. be. I think he would be fantastic as like a Top Gun Star Wars. Like that, he would be perfect for that. But he but, has the arrogance. But no, I, 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 Kirk, come on. No butts, man. Stop. Is this a stop with your, PG stop with your butts? Not, a, not, no. Okay, is this a PG rated podcast? I guess. No, we don't talk stop about butts. butts. Well, we don't talk about them at all. I'm sorry that uh, you have a problem with this, but it is well. Again, real like, possibility. Like, in theory, again, I'd be fine with that. In, in that, I think he's a really good actor, and I'd love to see him pop up in something I like so much, like, like something like Star Wars. I want to see that get the 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 
best of the best for acting in there. And I think for the certain type of role, he is one of the best to fulfill that role. But he already has in the rival franchise. Like, I, I, I don't want to see Zachary Quinto in it either for the same reason. Like, he's great. I don't want to see him in Star Wars. And like Carl Urban, they already mentioned him. Uh, you know, his, his, the capacity with which he was in Star Wars is okay. But like, I don't know. What are you? Why? Why are you doing this with all the the casting to me right now? <laughs> I don't fun. I mean, what's next? Are you gonna say like you know John Cena? I mean, actually, that depending on the role, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> oh, maybe that would be good. They do like a live action Bad Batch, and John Cena's the guy. I forget his name, but the Wrecker. John Cena's Wrecker. That would work. That would definitely work. What were we gonna talk about this episode? Did I don't we... know, but what else? What else are gonna throw at me for casting? Um, that's really about it. Oh. I don't really have much else to talk about. Well, now that my perception of life has been completely shattered, um, let me see. <laughs> like, would you be able to get over? Would you be able to get over Robert Downey Jr. as Thrawn? Uh, get over it, yes. Get past it, no. And what I mean by that is I can accept that that's the decision that they made, but I would not be able to watch it and think, that's not Iron Man painted blue. You know what I mean? Right. Like, at this point, we have spent so much time, uh, 10, 11 years, something like that, with him as one character, the biggest main character of the biggest film franchise like you know cinematic universe um in recent history he's the face of it you know and the credits for the finale of it they made a big deal about his name in the credits because he's the face of this juggernaut of film and we're just going to paint him blue and throw him in star wars like that i just don't know and do you think you'd even try and uh uh they can even try and match the voice, or just be like, "Damn it, I'm Robert Downey Jr." I'm just, I, I can't see Thrawn in, at the the um, the bridge or whatever of a Star Destroyer sitting there with his, you know, standing hands behind his back and looking over and saying, "That man's playing Galaga." Like, I, I just can't see that. <laughs> Excuse me, boy, that would be awesome if that happened. <laughs> is there is there anything else you're gonna throw at me now? No, not really. Um, okay. I would. Patty Jenkins actually doing. Um, uh, you know, Rogue Squadron. Hold on, let me finish. Patty yeah. Jenkins actually doing Rogue Squadron might get us a Hans Zimmer Star Wars score, which would I mean, be pretty damn good. It could. The potential is there. You know what's weird, Tim? I don't know whether it was the beginning of this podcast or on our old uh, soundtrack podcast, but I don't think I was a big Hans Zimmer fan back in the day. I know when when you and I would talk about it like years ago. Um, I think you were like like he had some good things he liked, but overall was kind of iffy. Yeah, now I'm like you know on that bandwagon. <laughs> is it really even a bandwagon? I think he gets enough respect now, right? Um, I think mainstream he does. I don't think necessarily in certain, uh, uh, I don't know how to put it, clubs. <laughs> I don't think he does universally, well, yeah. um, but mainstream, I, I think definitely more than before. He's, he's very, he's very showy, you know, and, and one of the things that I've noticed and you pro- you only realize this once you actually watch like the behind the scenes footage or the or the you know making of about the music. I watched, uh, so I've been I've been on my you know DC Universe movie kick. Uh, watching, I got what is it, Man of Steel in 4K and and Wonder Woman 4K, Aquaman 4K, and Batman Superman 4K. So I've been watching those. So then I was bored and had nothing to do, and I decided to watch. Um, there's a pop up track. Uh, actually, not not the pop-up track, but there was a, a special bonus about the score for Man of Steel. 
Yeah. And he, I think, in the one point, he gets the giant drum circle, the largest drum circle, and he hires some of the best drummers, session drummers, and all the you know, in all the world, uh, just to play drums for that that heavy bass part of that music. Yeah. And then he talks about they they borrow a Stradivarius just so they can get the Stradivarius and the girl who is like one of the top, you know, uh, violinists. Is that what you say? Violinist? Yeah. Violinist. In uh, the world, she's like, I don't think it's going to make a difference. I really don't. But she plays it. And she's like, yeah, I, I can tell. So he's just doing little weird tweaks and stuff to make it sound better. Yeah. But I love that score. I think that score is fantastic. So I saw I well, I, saying, I saw a thing where when he was doing the Batman uh, Begins music, um, where he put the trump, uh, I think the trumpets in a certain or tr- trombones, one of them, in a certain section of a building, so he could get the right sound with the way it echoed through the building. Uh, so it's not like he just you know goes to a computer and plays the notes he wants. You know, he does put that kind of thought into it. Yeah, but then, so so I respect all this. I like all the music, but the other part of me is like, well, how much of this is really his music, though? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's, so I'm conflicted. I, is the stuff that I like from, you know, is the stuff that I like from him, from is camp? it really him? Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Because I'm pretty positive that Junkie XL, or Tom Hulkenberg, contributed a lot to Man of Steel, because you see him at the recording sessions, he's doing some of the conducting. He's in the mixing room with him, right? So he's doing yeah. all this stuff. But only Hans Zimmer is credited. Mm-hmm. So then for Batman versus Superman, it's Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL. Yeah. And it sounds, ju- the, it sounds just as good or better than the first, you know. And now just for the, the what is it, the Zack Snyder's Justice League? Yeah. It's only Junkie XL. So it's like, okay, has it really been him the whole time, kind of, for the most part? Or at least 50-50? I mean, you know some stuff that you and I talked about before, and, and you know. Yeah, I know. How some of that goes down. Uh, yeah, Wait, look, I'll say this. You know, he, he is one of the best in the world at putting two notes together. He is, and I, and I really would like to... Whether whether he's the person who puts the notes together or he's the one that that composes the notes or whatever, I would like to hear his take on a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I feel like um, for the most part, I feel like his method and his you know musical brain. I think that is to be commended, regardless of your opinion of him. In in my opinion. Um, cause it's definitely there. I mean, the man knows what he's talking about. That's very apparent. Um, I think the main issue people have with him for those who do have issues with him, or I don't want to say have issues with, it, but you know, whatever, um, comes down to methodology of how he, you know, he does the work and, and other people are involved with that and, and treated or whatever. Um, so it's kind of rough because sometimes I think people uh, tear down his musical ability unnecessarily. Uh, I don't think that's fair. Um, but yeah, and like you say, back to the point, you know, I feel like uh, anyone from uh, anyone who's been involved with him, I would be interested to hear what that sounds like in Star Wars, whether that's someone like I would love to have Ramin Jawadi do something Star Wars. I think that'd be great. Oh, me too. Um, if we get uh, like Jeff Zanelli, that would be really cool. I'd be pretty interested to hear what that would sound like. I mean, that'd be kind of like a blend of, I, I could see it being a blend of John Williams and Hans Zimmer. If someone like him does it. Um, uh, I'm trying to blank on his name right now. David, uh, David something. I'm trying to blank. Um, but that'd be interesting. You know, there are a lot of composers who've made their ways to where they are because of going through the Zimmer route, basically, remote control productions. Um, and so it'd be really interesting to hear what that sound is, like so whether it comes from him directly or somebody else. Uh, uh, Tom Bokenberg, you know, I mean, just it would be interesting to hear that type of sound. Um, did Henry Jackman, was he at RCP? Yes, I believe it was. Because I would love, actually, to have him do Star Wars. I mean, he's already done the MCU a decent amount. Um, he's done some more upbeat animated stuff before. I think he's really good. I'd love to have him do some Star Wars, too. Speaking yeah. of, 
Oh, well, I was going to say, this is, this is kind of a conversation that we're going to be having, I guess, maybe next week? Yeah. We're be having yep. About the uh, yep. different series coming out and uh, who could be doing the music for them? We already know for one. I mean, are you going to say Zimmer? <laughs> like for Rogue Squadron, or you mean something else? Yeah, no, I think Zimmer for Rogue Squadron would be fine for me. Okay. Because that that's the one that you do not need any Star Wars at all. You don't. You don't. I mean, with the game squadrons, there are elements of uh, like TIE Fighter Attack and stuff that can be thrown in there that make it really feel authentic and feels right. Well, so um, what is it? You don't, you don't uh, have to. Yeah, you actually probably do need it. Because anytime the Rebel Alliance does anything cool, they always play uh, Star Wars music. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I should drink more. I haven't even drank enough. <laughs> I think I drink more when it makes sense. <sighs> well, but you know um, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 one of those ones that, that isn't just Luke Skywalker that transcends, you know, for I, I what do they consider it? The force theme? Yeah. That's the um I I I mean, I don't know. I've always just thought of it as like the Main theme variant, basically. So, so force theme is uh, do 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 do, right? Yeah. Okay, so what's that one? What's the name of the other one? Anyways, that one could be anything. It doesn't have to be just Luke Skywalker. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I can see that. I can see um, Tie Fighter Attack. I can see Asteroid Field being relevant. Yeah, right. Um, I mean the Imperial March. I mean, depending on how the story goes and where it is in the timeline, something like that could work well. Uh, oh, depending on where it is in the timeline, it would be really cool. I, I want somewhere, somehow, to get a fusion of Imperial March and First Order, or like Kylo Ren, First Order kind of music. Get some sort of fusion of the two. Um, that'd be really cool if it's in the right time frame, kind of a transition. Same thing with like a resistance march and like rebel music, like you were just talking about. Same thing. Yeah, but they use the music for Rise of Skywalker, and this is going to be in that time frame, supposedly, even though you and I disagree on that. Well, I, I don't disagree. I just I don't know if we know that yet. But well, look, well, all I'm saying is I would rather see, and I'm not kidding. I would rather see Keanu Reeves be cast as Thrawn than Robert Downey Jr. Like, I'm not saying I'm for that, but I would rather have that. I don't think that's right either. Like, I wouldn't cast Tamina for it. Great actor. Not right for the role. But in my mind, like, but at least it's not Robert. I mean, again, I don't want to sound like I'm coming down on the guy either because I like him. He's fantastic with the MCU. Like, wonderful. I got to stop sounding like, you know, going going in circles here. <laughs> but this is this is... Shocking my system. Because, like, look, when you started, episode, okay, well, when you started uh, off, I said that there were two people I had in mind because I've seen, again, when they, you know, have talked over the past year, people have been talking about what a live action throne would be like, especially the past, you know, month or so then, since the um, uh, the Jedi episode of Mandalorian came out and the, the throne name drop. A lot of uh, fan casting has been going on. I've seen Lars Mikkelsen, but two other people I've seen are Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, um, Tom Hiddleston. And personally, again, once again, I think they're both fantastic actors. Actually, I think they're they're some of the better actors in the MCU, um, based off of like their other work. Like, um, uh, what's the one Benedict Cumberbatch is in? Uh, uh, Imitation Game, fantastic. You know, uh, there's some really good actors there. I don't think that either of them should be playing Thrawn for the same reason. They're too big. They're too associated with other things right now. You need somebody to play the character Thrawn. You don't need to paint a famous actor blue um, for, for this type of role. But when you started by saying all that about the MC and all that, I was thinking of those two because I've seen them before. And then you're like, he's in Endgame. And I'm like, oh, wait, I guess that's not because Tom Hiddleston was not in that. Infinity War was the last one, right? Yeah. What? Infinity War Endgame? Yeah. Like like Tom Hiddleston was not in Endgame, right? Yeah, he's uh, uh wait, yeah he is, but flashback, uh time travel, right? Like when they try to take the Tesseract and all that, right, 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 right. And that's the Loki that's in. Okay, that is true. In the TV show, yeah, 
But and, and I'm just okay. Okay, Let, let's just let's just do this. If for some reason they've been like, you know, we need to have a big name, like a list headline big name to play Thrawn. I don't know if you have anything off the top of your head right now. If not, you can come back with it next week. But but who would you cast a list name to do it? A list name to to be Thrawn? Yeah. So if, if Disney think... or whatever, they're like, we need a big name for him. Like, like who would you do? Uh, gotta be somebody lanky. I think no, I do think Tom Hiddleston would be a good choice. To be honest, I think that's a really good choice. He has the charisma. He's yeah. kind of he's thin. I mean, but it's again, pretty similar really see... to Loki, but you're cover you're covering up covering up these actors with uh, um, any kind of paint doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know he's he's a face. People see him and go, "Oh, I like him. I remember him. I want him to be in something. I mean, I want to watch him in something." You see, um, you know, him in blue, and they're like, "Who the hell's that?" <laughs> you know, and the name isn't well known. If somebody says Tom Hiddleston is playing uh, Thrawn, you're like, oh. the average person would be like, oh, who? "Who's Tom Hiddleston?" You know the guy who played Loki. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I like him. But if you just see his face, oh, the guy who played Loki's gonna be, you know. So I know I'm making sense to myself. No, I know what you mean. But yeah, I don't know. He'd be good. Benedict Cumberbatch, same thing. But again, it feels like we're just kind of. <sighs> I think I think the voice actor is probably the best. Hey, I'm still I'm still in the Lars Mikkelsen camp myself for now. Like I'm not. Sold on that again. He can do somebody else, but for now, I haven't heard any ideas better than him yet. Yeah, I think it's a better choice yet at this point. So we've already got his brother in Star Wars. I mean, come on. I don't know. Okay, so real quick, the timeline that I'm seeing here. Just want to run through it. We have Rogue Squadron as December of 2023. Um. This is going to be the next film, and then uh, a couple of years after that, we don't know the Taika Waititi one yet. We're like the Kevin Feige or anything Watt like TV. that. For the TV shows, we got the Book of Boba Fett coming out December of this year now. Uh, Bad Batch coming out sometime this year, don't know when. Andor, sometime next year, don't know when. Mandalorian, don't know when. Likely to be 2022, but we don't know yet. Obi-Wan, likely to be 2022 also. Still don't know yet. And we don't know for any of the others. Again, Visions today, they said it would be this year. But other than that, I mean, they could announce that there are three other shows coming this year or next year or whatever. So we got to kind of keep an eye on that too because, I don't, you know, we know Visions about all these probably, shows. Visions is probably a good choice. You know why? Why is that? I don't really care about it. You're going to get me to care about it if that's pretty much the only Star Wars content that's on. So you say kind of like what they did with the uh, the new characters? Like you pull Luke until the very end so that you care about the new guys in the meantime? Yeah, I think so. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you know, if you've got, if you've got um, Book of Boba and you're like, yeah, what's next? Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah, what's next? Next is Obi-Wan Kenobi the series. Oh, hell yeah. What's now? Star Wars Visions. What? <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's some uh, anime Star Wars thing. Uh, you like it? No, I won't. Not necessarily. Who, who, who are these people? I don't know, but they're big, you know, with the anime community. Oh, well. I guess I'll watch it. Oh, look, I mean, like, there's something Marvel on. I'll go watch that. Um... But if there's nothing else Star Wars, it's like, cool, I'm ready. That's just me. Well, I was going to say, like, I am looking forward to Visions. I think it's going to be really fun. But, and like neat, you know, but I wouldn't say there's like hype for it. There, There is hype for a lot of the other series, especially like Kenobi. We were talking about that before. And a new movie like Rogue Squadron and like Ahsoka. You know, there's a lot of excitement and hype behind these things. Visions is just really cool. So you're right. I I think it is good to start with something cool that we can be happy with while the hype still builds what's going to come after that. Yeah. (laughs) 
Anyway, all right. Well, again, you know, now that you just like ruined my perception of all things ever, um, I'm seriously gonna keep Robert it. Robert Downey Jr. Do do Robert Downey Jr. Do do. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, and is uh, Star Wars Visions is that canon? Do we know that? Yet? It should be. I mean, I think they're trying to make everything that they put out canon at this point. Like, like what in the Disney era has not been canon? That they have oh. a they have a park at Disney World and Disneyland, and it's canon. So like, but they keep showing they keep showing some picture, um, and I know I don't, I don't need people telling me this. I know that Star Wars was inspired by samurai, but I keep seeing this animated samurai looking picture for Star Wars Visions, and it's like that looks way too much samurai, and. Not enough Star Wars. You know what I'm talking I mean, about. well, I mean, yeah, you can kind of say similar types of things with some of the comic books. Like, that looks yeah, way we'll too, see. like, you know, Avengers. I don't know. But I'm just like, you know, whatever type of comic book type of thing. It, I think it's just about the medium, you know? Like, like if they, yeah, if they like, take... Go ahead. Go ahead. Or, I mean, is it like, or, or is this them doing Star Wars stories, but more like, okay, well, let me take this story and make it look like samurais or let me take the story and make it look like a western they 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 you know you've seen those those um samurai inspired takes on like darth vader or the stormtroopers you know they, they do it for i forget which toys have them but uh just first from japan that do you know they they have these characters who look like you know feudal japan costumes or whatever so i wonder if this is what visions is going to be I really what visions can be. How cool would it be? I mean, just I only say this because of what you're saying about it being looking a little too samurai than Star Wars. I'm thinking of if there was like a, a battle in the Star Wars setting of like actual samurai and actual ninjas, but they're like little lightsaber uh, shuriken that they were throwing. Mm, maybe you know, like like how freaking cool would that be? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's not going to happen, but that would be so cool. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, I don't even know what I'm supposed to name this. Like, you know, episode whatever. Mark shatters Tim's brain. I, I don't understand how to, episode how to do this. Sh- shattered Empire. No. <laughs> no, and then everybody will think we're actually reviewing that. No. I have found myself recently, like I'm, I've been going back. I'm not too proud to admit this, and watching some people going to YouTube and finding random people's videos from Celebration, and just like watching them again. It's like you know, kind of mentally go back to celebrate. Like that was so much fun. That was the best. If anybody is listening to this and has not been to Celebration yet, and would like to go to Celebration. Consider this your official um, push that you you absolutely need to do it at some point in life, period, end of story. It's a requirement. If you feel like you want to do it, you do. I've said it. It's what, you know, Jared told me something about it. Uh, I think I actually said this about New York Comic Con first, but, but he was telling me that it's one of those things that while you're there, it's really cool and you really enjoy it. But when you're done and, and when you're not there anymore... It just like reaches like a new height of awesomeness, and he's right. Like I had a fantastic time when I was there, and it was really fun, and like I didn't want to leave. But like now, it's like on a pedestal for me of like awesome things I've done in life. Like it is just the best. So anyway, okay. Tim, I I had tickets for four days of um celebration, and I yeah. didn't go to day. I didn't go to day two. Why? Because I stayed up all night in line, and I went home and slept. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I can't really blame you for it, even if that's not what I would have done. I kind yeah, of feel that on a spiritual draw- level. That is the drawback of, um, or maybe it was day three. Either way, that was a drawback of <laughs> actually living like ten minutes away from celebration. Yeah, your house calls to you sometimes. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I remember I did I I was um, Palpatine's bodyguard uh, last day of celebration, so I remember that for the rest of my life. 
I'm gonna be talking about that. That's pretty cool. It was fun. Definitely. Were you in like the, the red royal guard? Uh, you know, get up. <laughs> no, that would have been funny. You should have. You didn't even tell anybody. Just walk up to him next to him like that and just stand there. Yeah, he won't catch yeah, on. The, the costume would fit. So. <laughs> no. That, well, anyway, never mind. Okay. Um. So. Uh, we. Yeah, I'm like we are good. Uh, we'll be. I think next time we'll probably do all the music stuff like we talked about. Um, we'll do more different focused. shows. Yeah, well, because next time you won't explode my brain. How about that? I'll let you know ahead of time before I drop, I drop something that, like that again. Or that that works too. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Yeah, we'll be back next time, and uh, hope everybody had a fantastic new year. And we will get a lot more awesome Star Wars stuff to come in this year. So. Um, We'll be back next time talking about more stuff, probably music, and uh, yeah, have a good rest of your week. 